To nine cannon files number thirty-eight in the Y'all Can Hear podcast universe. I'll be your host today, Patrick, and joining me today are my five crusading co-hosts. I'm Shimmy, and I should have peed before we started. Ooh, can't stop the train now, Shim. Nope, can't do it. World's greatest Wenzel. Wenzel. It's JoJo, and uh, I got a joke for everybody. Ooh. Okay. Oh, we're opening with a joke. Okay. <laughs> I'm starting my open mic right now. Oh, God. Uh, oh, no. A transphobe, a racist, a homophobe, and an anti-Semite walk into the bar. The bartender says, hey, aren't you that lady who wrote Harry Potter? <laughs> hey. Whoa. Smote them. Get Damn. fucked, J.K. Rowling. Oh. Yeah, you uh, donked on her. Yeah, fuck you, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and your fat fucking ass. Hey, sh- <laughs> J.K. Simmons? What? <laughs> Have you not seen Omni-Man? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm that canon guy, and my diapy has been full of guano for almost a week now. Oh. I am uh, very excited. Well, I think J.K. Simmons might just have a fat ass. I don't know. He does. He does. You see in Oz. Uh, I started watching Oz. Not. It's hard. It's heavy shit. Uh, but he says the N-word a lot. Ooh. He is a skinhead. Right. Da- oh, shit. Damn. But okay. uh, someone that's not a skinhead, me. My name's Colt. <laughs> <laughs> Luscious head of hair on this one, let me tell you. Yep, yeah. no skin in sight. I'm nothing but hair. <laughs> oh, it's Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> if you are justice, please do not lie. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> we took it easy on y'all. We waited a whole week. To talk about the Batman. If you haven't seen it by now, hey, it's this is 2022. You have one week to watch a movie, and that's it. That's you're, it. At, you're shit out of luck. Yeah, you're at the end of the fucking line. <laughs> you're at the end of the line, motherfucker. So, so what you will have for you today is a fully engorged spoiler cast for your listening pleasure. So make sure you w- watch the movie, or else you're just like, you know what? No rules here. I'm gonna listen to this movie review episode without having seen the film and have no context for any of the horror shit that's talking about or even a linear timeline because AYCH network rules we don't go in order we just say whatever we want off the top of our heads yeah like right now um Yondu dies (laughs) yeah that happens uh no if you've been having like I don't know doubts of seeing this movie if you've been reading ben shapiro's you know comments about it watching his video review about it oh my god really <laughs> watch it was bad listen 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 to us and don't listen 
to you know well you know if you're listening to Ben Shapiro you need to reevaluate yeah. a lot of stuff. If, I feel if, like there's not a lot of overlap between <laughs> the Ben Shapiro audience and this audience. I mean the world is a big place but um, if you do listen to Ben Shapiro like uh, we are now FBI agents that listen to the shows listen to both. We are revoking <laughs> your AYCH privileges. Like like for those who don't know Ben Shapiro did not like the new Batman. What? Um, yeah. No he did not like it. Did he elaborate? Uh, he did. Um, it was fucking stupid. Um, he made a whole video about it. One, I, I was reading through the comments, and one guy was like, "I watched it, so you wouldn't have to." Here's was what he talked about, and um, everything he talked about, I completely disagree with. I'm like, "Bitch, bro, you're a nerd, but you're a stupid fucking nerd." He's trying to make it flop so Robert Pattinson <laughs> can spread his cheeks on camera. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because somebody retweeted it because Robert Pattinson said that if the Batman flopped, that he would do art house porn. And people, you know, including myself, we're just like, at what cost? You know, we won, but we also lost. We, we, yeah. we, we could have had that dong in a theater house. Anyway, so sad. Fuck you, Bench. It feels so bad we didn't get porn. All we're just left with already incredibly horny movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the most horny a movie could be with any without any actual fucking, which is apropos considering they transposed the cast from Batman Returns, the other previously most horny Batman movie. <laughs> I don't know. I would still, I would say that Batman Returns might be hornier, honestly. I really do think that it might be. Is it sexier? I mean, it's pretty equal, but. Just look at that cast. Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Christopher Walken. Nothing but whoever sex so played far. Catwoman. Danny DeVito, AYCH is <laughs> most handsome man of the year, five you years running. I was making a joke. I have a Michelle uh, Pfeiffer Catwoman statue in the shop that I've sold several of. I love that. Batman Returns was my favorite Batman movie before the Batman. I know there's Michelle Pfeiffer, but I've tried to forget Halle Berry. Hey, look, listen, my No Way Home was Michelle Pfeiffer and Halle Berry com- congratulating Zoe Kravitz for being just a hot-ass cat woman. Yes. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah, uh, sure, that's fair. Zoe Kravitz drank milk like a cat in preparation for this movie. All right. Let's you be- didn't have to take pictures of it. You, you did you have, have to, but God. I believe But you. thank you. <laughs> like, like I mean, it's so funny because all I see on my Twitter, and I, I, I'm here for it. It's like there is Batman love, but then it's like people are like, Zoe Gravitz got me acting up. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe like, Kravitz got folks acting unwise. Like, got like, she's already a great actress. Agreed. But. Hot damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's so horny, they made even the penguin fuckable. Oh, well, uh, you said that. I will say, you said but that. it's so fucking weird how many people are out there saying, like, after seeing Colin Farrell's penguin, they're like, damn, they made him kind of sexy. Like, I have no clue. Like, seriously. But yeah, like... Alfred, I guess, as well. But Colt, to your point, I would say Alfred... He looking little. He looking all right. He looking all right with that nice little suit, nice little haircut, nice little beard there. A nice little scar. Yeah, they made everybody sexy. It's weird. They really did. Didn't you know they? what? And Gollum's I, I, had some work done. <laughs> I think per capita, this might be the most attractive Batman cast. I was about to say, I almost didn't uh, recognize uh, Andy Serkis without all the CGI on his face. <laughs> he he actually mocapped his own performance. Oh my god, I mocapped just the beard though. Just, just, just the, beard. the beard. I didn't recognize him without a sonic blaster in his hand. 
He was Ulysses Claw. He was Claw and Marvel. Claw, yeah. And, uh, claw also, was I, I was kind of like gag. Like, why is Andy Serkis so buff in the Black Panther movie? Because it's Andy Serkis. And then you know he had no business being that buff and having that fade. And it's like this. This is not correct. He, this should not be how Andy Serkis portrays himself in a film. With all but, the with with the cold open the side into the traditional format, where we'll go around the horn, <laughs> our views out of five stars, and a quick summation of our general ideas before we get into like the deeper discussion. And we'll start with Colt. What was your review out of five? Five stars immediately after uh, the credits started to roll. Five stars. I loved it. Uh, Robin Pattinson's the sexiest Batman we've ever had. I love him. I love this movie. I fucking love it. It's my favorite Batman movie now. God bless America and Jesus Christ. Amen. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Roll Tide! (laughs) Hey, can I get a Roll Tide for Batman? Roll Roll Tide! tide. All right, Cannon. Well, um, I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm a little bit of a fan. What? 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 (laughs) No. Wait, is is that a devil on your arm? (sighs) I thought that was a Daredevil tattoo. Yes. Where did you get off? (laughs) Is that a rat tattoo? Uh, for reference, I actually have a Batman tattoo on my arm that says I'm Batman underneath it in a traditional uh, tattoo style that a few people have confused for the devil, even though it says literally who it is. Also, really? it looks Wait, a no, lot no like Batman. Way. No, I'm, this isn't a bit. No, this isn't a joke. People are dumb. Yes, agreed. People are really fucking dumb. But I love Batman. I watched as much old Batman-related material in preparation for this movie as I could. And, um, oh my god. This, this fucking movie. I want all three hours of that justice raw all over again. <laughs> Just like, no, like I, I, I gave it four and a half. I could, there, there's no problem with me giving this a solid five stars. Like, I want to go to the theaters again to see this movie. Like, we're, I, I loved it. I fucking love this movie. It's, oh, man. Again, regency, re- recency biased, but God damn, this might be my favorite Batman movie. God bless. This might be my favorite Batman movie of all time. Joe. Ja, ja. So, so yeah, the Batman, it was really, really fucking good. Yeah, uh, I, I do have some sort of issues. To Boo! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who the fuck do you think you are? Hey, take it easy. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Y'all are just whoa, like your father. With all these penguins waddling yeah. here. Yeah, whoa. Waddle, 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 waddle. You don't know Spanish, you fucking idiot. You're everything. Take it easy, sweetheart. <laughs> You're everything they say and more, aren't you? What? <laughs> Damn. Anywho, uh, the Batman. It, it, echoing similar things for what the other guys have said. Uh, it, at least live action, probably my favorite Batman movie. I'm giving it four and a half. I saw that four stars before. I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I initially gave it four stars, but then I, the more I thought about it, I'm like, okay, yeah. I can Which still no. isn't a bad score. It's not a bad score, but no. it was so funny because that night we were looking at the reviews and I was like, oh, you know, everybody gave it really good scores. And then like a few nights ago, I looked at it again. I was like, I was like, ha! I was like, Colt, fucking look at this. And he was, and I was like, fucking JoJo changed their uh, review score. And Colt's like, Fucking um, coward! Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. (laughs) No, no. I I mean, you know, you can change your score. Oh yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, Yeah. 
But let's get really into it. Okay? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> My name. <laughs> so I, I, can't, no. I can't believe it's the unwelcome return of Wynn Shapiro. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can't do a Ben Shapiro bit. I f- fucking sucks. Anyway. um, Yeah. No. Five out of five. This is the most Batman thing since Batman, and I fucking loved it. Like, I was... Ah, man, I was so tired. I was so I was getting sleepy before the theater or before the movie. But then as soon as it started, I was wide fucking awake. I was wide awake and I was up out of my like up in my seat watching. Like there were some like stuff that like kind of broke my immersion into it. Oh yeah, um, the crowd. We'll, 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 we'll discuss that we'll later. We'll discuss that. But but no matter what, I was I was fucking into it. Like like holy shit, like. I got a boner a few times, not just from attractive people, but from scenes. <laughs> because how fucking good they were. Like, I mean, beginning to end, it was just. <laughs> I just remember now our funny end bit that me and Colt did. Um, oh yeah, really, yeah. We'll, we'll explain it later. Um, yeah, it it was. Um, I mean, I'll save it, I guess, for our more in depth thoughts. But like. It was so fucking Batman. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like the thing is, is like, yeah, we've had, we've had, you know, Batman versus Superman, and then we had Nolan's Batman trilogy, but it's like, it, it just felt like we've been kind of deprived of some live action Batman for a bit. Good. Some live good live action Batman. Batman. <laughs> and, um, just, yeah, like, fuck yeah. I can't believe it's been 10 years since we saw the last Batman. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Did you, did you give your star rating? Five stars. Okay. Yeah, I said it. Oh, sorry. That was loud. All right, Shim. I love this movie so goddamn much, I want to have sex with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, take it easy over sex here. Sex with the Batman. Oh, you heard it here Takes it easy, sweetheart. <laughs> so, I I loved it. It's everything I wanted from a Batman movie. Uh, like it's, it's all the issues I've had with previous Batman movies, this fixed. This fixed them so much. It was, I wanted it to be great, and I, after hearing the reviews, I thought it was going to be great, and then it exceeded those expectations. Before this, my favorite Batman movie was Batman Returns. I love Batman Returns. I still do think Batman Returns will be an easier rewatch, as opposed to, you know, like a three-hour detective film. Like, you can just throw Batman Returns on the screen and just go about your day. I can do that with the Batman, though. Well, I'm pretty sure I can do that. No, 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 I, what I mean is, like, when you when we turn on the Batman, the you and I at least, mm-hmm. we're gonna sit down. and We're gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be background noise. Batman Returns, great background noise, mm-hmm. but also really good to sit down and watch. Yeah. We will not be able to background noise the Batman. That's fair. I I, I understand. It, that it's completely. a movie that ha- you have to sit there and it watch. It demands your attention. Yeah, and it deserves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like everything about uh, Pattinson was great. I loved Alfred. The dynamic there. Uh, the Penguin, Colin Farrell, was fantastic. Seeing John Turturro in a movie always makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. And he was fantastic. Even though I've always heard it pronounced Carmine Falcone, and they pronounced it Falcone, and that irritated me. Yeah. Yeah, fine. I've always heard it Falcone. I was like, huh. It's fine. Like, it's supposed to be pronounced Raish Al Ghul, but, you know, Dark Knight Trilogy Raz. did it Raz. That's so. how they animate it. It's just fine. It's, like, it's a nitpick. It's whatever. It affects nothing. Uh, Paul Dano as the Riddler was fucking terrifying. True. I loved him. Yep. I loved uh, Commissioner Gordon. I don't remember. Was it Jeffrey Wright? Yes. Jeffrey yes. Wright. Thank yes. you. He's great. He's so good. 
their whole back like the, in the the interrogation scene. That whole back and forth was fantastic. Their like, whole fucking back and forth was good. Their rapport was phenomenal. There's nothing about this movie that was not five fucking stars. But it's, oh it has a little bit of white light light wokeness. Um, I can't. Um, white privilege doesn't exist, actually. Yeah. So I don't that know was actually one of Ben Shapiro's criticism God. was it was lightly woke. Like, you mean okay. that there was more than just white people? You racist dickbag, Shapiro. Like, man, it didn't exactly it portray like, cops in the best light either, which is absolutely <laughs> fucked Look, up. I'm not wishing ill on anyone, but if a vigilante dressed in a bat suit descended on Ben Shapiro's house, I would not be upset. I would <laughs> if if the if there was a Batman like person who just unleashed a Riddler level beating on Ben Shapiro <laughs> in Roblox. Yeah, yeah, and also this is a joke. We're joking. Who are you? It's a joke, obviously. I'm joke. vengeance. <laughs> that is impossible. You cannot be vengeance. Um, you oh, don't. Can't look- be a concept. He would be. He would get to the word cannot, and then he'd be on the ground. Yeah. God, that movie, the first five minutes is so great with all the criminals looking into the dark shadow. I didn't think I'd like the voiceover narration, but fuck, it's perfect. Yeah. It's a noir detective movie with Batman and not in the way that like I've always believed, and this is controversial, that the Dark Knight is just heat Heat. with a Batman character. It is. I hate but, that goddamn argument so much. Yeah, we, we will have a Batman dis- discourse episode in the future. This is not we, the time we, for that. But, like, it, it, but the Batman is a, it's supposed to be a noir detective story. That's what Batman is. This is the most Batman Batman to ever Batman. And, yeah. and especially these early scenes, the scariest as fuck Batman has ever been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, at no point do you feel like, oh, this is Batman. He's a hero. I trust him. Even though, like, you know he's Batman. You know he's going to be fine. But still, you're like, this motherfucker's crazy and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, five stars across the, like, just, yeah, five. If I could give it higher than five stars, I would. Six stars at the Tokyo Dome. 1,939 stars. I mean, it, it's, it's easily, right now, favorite film of 2022. Mm-hmm. Like, easily, probably one of the best. Film so far of, of the decade of the decade. It's it's at least tied for my favorite superhero movie of all time. That's Fuck. fair. That's fair. With No Way Home. That's fair. Which to me, like nostalgia, bumped that one. This is just a quality fucking. It's just movie. so fucking good. And like, you know, I don't like comparing it to the animes, like Into the Spider Verse or Mask of the Phantasm, because those are completely different beasts, really, than live action. But this movie's so fucking good. Why are you listening to us? If you haven't seen it, stop listening to this episode. Go watch it, and then come back. Yeah. Hey, yes. hey yeah. big brain idea. Listen to it while you watch <laughs> while the movie. You watch it. Yeah. Don't do that. Watch the movie. Hey, yeah. come back and listen to this. As long as you're not disrupting other people's viewing experience. As long as you're not recording it, talking, your phone fucking going off. You have a baby. Yeah. Uh, or or flashbanging the person right next to you with your phone brightness all the way which up. Which we will get to. We will have we will have an airing of grievances section. <laughs> or you loudly on. shit your pants. That didn't happen. To <laughs> just you know, courtesy. Only lightly shit your pants. Cannon. We what? smelled the doo doo. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I made. I can't make any promises. <laughs> so yeah, five stars. Five. Stars. You know what my second favorite part of the movie was? The trailer for the unbearable weight of massive talent. Ah. Ah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Which we will be covering on a future episode of Caging Greatness. Obviously. Look forward to that in the latter part of April. Yes. Lastly, for me, it's 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 hard to say what hasn't already been said. It's probably my favorite movie of the year so far. It's 
it sort of gave me what I always felt like I was looking for in a in a Batman movie, and it's just just with the, uh, the aesthetics, the directing, just the, the score, like literally everything. It's just like what I wanted. I did have a little little tiny bit with the um, oh the pacing God. at the very end, but it still heads and shoulders above all, so many other things. Not to disparage anything else that's come before. It's like this version is just so incredibly strong. It has such a unique vision and voice to it. And, like, I, I can't wait to watch it again. Although, I will say, I will probably have to watch it again. Because another criticism is there, there's a lot of whisper talking in this movie. And, like, for <laughs> me, who's, you know, a little genetically unadvantaged when it comes to listening, I, I was really having to, like, squint and like struggle to hear what they were saying just put fucking subtitles in your movies all of people them. hate reading wenzel they hate little words at the bottom it makes them feel bad <laughs> it makes them fucking it makes them feel bad they're they see it they're like oh i can't read <laughs> i mean alabama is one of the most illiterate fucking states in the country well you know that's why I don't use subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want use subs? <laughs> Fuck you. Look, if Pat's not in the room, why do I fucking need them? Oh so you can God. know what they're oh saying. I, ne- I turn the volume up. I have Cole, working look, ears. No offense. Wenzel's already bullied him into not having a Goodreads, and now you're doing this. Well, look, no, okay? no. I'm not telling how am I, you. How am I the weird one for not using subtitles? I don't need them. Just because he can't read, you're yelling at him. <laughs> Ford fields? Yes, I need them. Is that you where speak the... English? I, can, I don't need Is the bit where you can't read come from because you don't have fucking subtitles on? No, that's not the origin of it. Okay. <laughs> I, I was about to say, Tanner Tanner says the same fucking thing. He's, God, he's like, Tanner's a shithead. Like, he's, like, he's like, if Pat's not here, if we don't have Pat with us, I don't watch with subtitles on. Like, like, it doesn't break me if they're on, but I don't need them if I'm alone watching a movie. Gener- but see, but Generally, I don't use subtitles either. There have been instances where, uh, like for the Peacemaker TV show, uh, there were a couple bits where you know it gets a little muddled with my particular TV and my room setup. So I put subtitles on just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah. But see, it's the little things that matter. Put on subtitles so that more... You catch more if, when you, you have You do on. catch more. Yes, like Squish. 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 Or a little conversation that happened in the background. Because I don't believe believe that people are like, oh yeah, I 100% catch everything in the movie or the show Mm. without subtitles on. I I do. Like, no, 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 no. You're a fucking liar and a fucking snake. (laughs) (laughs) I I will say, I am pro pro subtitle argument, but to play devil's advocate. Oh my God. If, if the sub subtitles can also spoil shit too. Okay, yeah, okay, that 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 is a fair argument because there was a movie I was watching that the way the way it was going, it was like, oh fuck, oh fuck, where what's going to happen? And then the subtitles give it away. I was like, fuck me, never mind. There's no mystery now. Um, so I I do understand that, but also too. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still laughing about what I said earlier about being a fucking snake. That's a euphoria reference yeah. for anybody listening. Uh, it's really fucking funny. Um, also, make subtitles yellow so they'll stand out against like a certain background, especially yeah, if it's, like, in a daylight scene. Yeah, but that. like, but like that's. But anyway, like because I, because yeah. I, there's no, there's no way. Just, just throw on subtitles. Just throw on subtitles because there's oh, no way you catch anything. That's why I support DVD releases like Zorro the Gay Blade and Last Action Hero. They don't have subtitles. No subtitles for you. 
That's weird. Fuck all of yeah, you subtitles. Like, that is weird, though. I don't understand why <laughs> that's just not a standard thing on all physical releases. Or probably because there's weird. like an old, that, that's an older master that they just literally transposed to a newer format. So they just they're not updated in any way. Criterion's Watership Down. No subtitles. Thickest, thickest fucking British accents ever. Cannot can barely understand jack shit, and I'm just like, yeah, these rabbits, man, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, goddamn, this. What do you mean you can't understand in King's English? And what really sucks too is that the author made his own rabbit language, and they use it in the film. What the so fuck? So it's like, <laughs> why don't you have subtitles for this shit, motherfucker? Just learn rabbit. Don't be a bitch. I mean, you're right. Yeah. What are you, stupid or something? Uh, Batman. We got to get back to the Batman. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I gave Newbie four and a half stars. <laughs> oh, yeah. With that preamble out of the way, I think we can get into the more directed and uh, purpose, purposeful discussion the more of the film. cum-filled, grimy, greasy shit. Because I will say, um, I was talking with Jill on the way home. This is probably the first version of a live action Gotham City that felt like I don't want to walk down the street. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to I don't want to be walk, I don't walk down the street in the daytime, let alone at night. And and like there's just something about the way the film was made and how it shot. Like I kind of felt like there was like a residue on me like after watching it like like there's like a weird like film or like sepia just like kind of on me. It's like not like not like in the gross and the bad way. I kind of just felt like I guess it was just the feeling of the city that that was kind of imparted from the film. It was like, I just kind of felt something was like on me after I left. Like, it was just a really interesting feeling. You don't really get that a lot. You know, it's funny you say that because I felt the same way when I watched Batman and Robin the first time, except that felt like there was body glitter on me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and your nipples were hard. <laughs> yeah. And on the outside of my shirt for some reason. L- yeah. l- l- the <laughs> oh, that, that's a bit for later. Uh, but yeah, what, what did everybody else think about sort of like the like the more specific things about the film? I I, I think this is the scariest Batman movie. Yeah. I just I think it is. It's like it, Gotham is even dark in the daytime in this universe, for God's sakes. I mean, there are bits in the film that are obviously in the daylight, but still, it's I, I think more so like early morning hours. I'm guessing at least, or yeah. like sunset time as well, like dusk and dawn. And like it's just it's just. Like, first of all, the movie is also very dark. Like, in yeah. the theater itself, like, it's a very dark movie. But it fits the tone. It's good. Gotham, like Pat said, it's, it's fucking creepy. It feels like a, a fucking monster, an entity in itself. Like, it will swallow you whole if you don't look both ways, okay? And, and like, the thing, that, like, one of the tensest moments from, like, the early parts of the and they sort of, like, reinsert it throughout, is, like, you'll just get a shot of, like, a dark, empty hallway, and you're just, like... For a bone, like you know, it what like, Batman's gonna throw it out, and oh. it's just like fuck. Like uh, Matt Reeves, if if you're listening, girl, <laughs> make a horror movie. Okay, okay. Matt Reeves did make a horror movie, uh, Cloverfield. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, not fully horror. It's like sci-fi. Not, not the same horror. It, it, I see what you're saying. More like probably more um, thriller, maybe more grounded. If you want to say grounded, yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah, grounded, um, as grounded as much as a kaiju movie could be, but I, no, no, I'm saying like you know, if you want to make like a grounded horror, like have Matt Reeves make like a more grounded horror, I guess is maybe what you're probably suggesting. Show um, us the Batman's penis on the next movie. Yes, I'd be so scared. Yeah, yeah. It's because called the Batman damned that might happen. Well, 
Because, like, <laughs> the first time you see the Riddler in this movie is scary. Because, like, you see <gasps> you see um, his the, the guy that he's sort of following, standing in a darkened room watching TV, and he moves, and you just see the TV reflected off the, the frame of his glass, and you're just like, oh, fuck. He, Chilling Rid- shit. Riddler is there, and he's just fucking waiting. It's and, like, he, and he looks like a slasher, too. He, yeah, um... I thought Riddler was cheesy before this. I've never seen anything other than like the Jim Carrey Riddler pictures. I haven't even seen the movie he was in. I just uh, thought he was a loser, nerd, fucking idiot. But but here, some good runs, man. I'm down there to read some good Riddler stuff out there. But this Riddler, he was scary and fortune back eight uh, chan loser as hell. Uh, okay, I got because I got a. Sorry, I there I have so much to say about this film, but I gotta back up a little bit. Um the film like many people say, this film is fucking grimy, it's fucking greasy, and it's fucking dark, it's fucking gothic. And Gotham, like I mean, like you said, it was it's like it seems so just unreal. Um and at the same like it feels so hard, like industrial. And um, that was something I loved about this film was its architecture. It's like fucking Art Deco. That shit is sick, and it really fits. Um, it really fits that dark, creamy uh, vibe. And that fucking beginning, that intro, where it was like, it was like, there's a fucking dark alley, and it's like, is he there? Like, have no fucking idea. But then it's like, but then there's a fucking doorway that's dark. Is he there? No idea. But then it finally, finally gets to. Batman beating the f- absolute living fucking shit out of some thugs. Again, Gotham seems like the worst fucking city to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, and anytime, anytime I hear characters, like, cause there's been several media where like characters will move out of Gotham and go somewhere else. And they'll be like, why don't we just move back to Gotham? Like, no, don't move back to Gotham. Why don't you move to fucking Springfield, Illinois? How about that? <laughs> Literally anywhere else, anywhere else, nowhere else. Do not go there. It's, it's, it's like it's like in the cartoon where you see like the two paths. One is like rainbows and flowers. The other is like, like thunder clouds and storm. Like <laughs> there's just like a perpetual like rain cloud on Gotham. Everybody else bright and sunny. It's, like honestly, during the day scenes in this movie, it was always overcast. Yeah. yeah. Like and that's and I think that's what's like that's Gotham. I mean, Gotham in the name sounds you know dark, gothic, and I've never seen a bright Gotham. That, I don't know. I think Nolan's Gotham was kind of bright, I guess. It still felt dark. Although some people said Nolan's Gotham is kind of just Chicago. <laughs> yeah. It's like the sun existed in that. <laughs> so much horror. Like, not only with um, the Riddler, because I, I you know, it, it's probably, again, somewhere else you've seen everywhere, is that the Riddler is based off of the Zodiac Killer and, like, domestic terrorism. Um, because, I get, Spoiler again, he's a domestic terrorist. Uh, <laughs> this is the spoiler cast. Um, and like, oh man, Paul Dano. Paul Dano does a fucking phenomenal job. Oh, and and that, that very beginning, like you said, when he's just sitting there, not fucking moving. Like you can even, t- like Paul Dano does a great job because it's like Riddler is sitting there and he's like, he's not hesitating, but he's just looking around like, just you just see his fucking eyes moving and it's like, oh shit, he doesn't see me. He doesn't see me. It's like, you can tell, like, fuck, he's, like, he's really going to fucking, like, relish in this kill. Yeah, and, and then, right right before he hits him, he just makes the he most... He screams. Un- it's, like, ungodly, like, hellish noise. 
<laughs> he was acting like not a professional. That's the thing with Batman as well. He wasn't acting professional because it's early years of Batman. But Riddler, he was like his first time. He's like the weirdo that obsesses over true crime. And he's finally acting it out. Yeah. And he was not efficient in killing that man. No. He no. took a long time to kill him. He took a, like, and plus I mean, he dropped that, that, he literally that dropped the fucking murder weapon. Death, and then there's the great part where he's like taking out the duct tape and he's like breathing, like, <sighs> like it's over, but like, like, it's just like this fucking release. And it's, that adrenaline high is like, he's still like calming down from yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking good. And then. And, like, not only, like, from the horror uh, or the terror that Batman instills on criminals, but then whenever Batman finally, like, fucking enters into, not the light, but, like, with all the cops and stuff, again, Batman, they do such a good job of, like, having a presence, like... Of being just a big quiet man, just breathing heavily, <laughs> just, just staring but at just everything. A, just a guy fucking dressed up like a bat, and like it's like it's so good because everybody's like, "Look, at this fucking psycho fucking freak." And they'll it's talk like, to him, and he's like, <sighs> and, and, oh, "But then it was so funny too, because like, um, oh man, that really good scene where the son was the one who found his dad was killed by the yeah. Riddler, and Batman just staring at him, and Jeffrey Wright, Commissioner Gordon's like, we need to go, man. <laughs> like, no, he's like, hold on, play Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> he, I will say that was a great song choice, because I've been listening to it on fucking repeat. Yeah, yeah me, whole album fucking no, me and Cole, like, uh, me and Colt were talking and it's just I know I've said some shit before but like I mean there's nothing wrong with Nirvana yeah I no, like Nirvana Nirvana is fucking good you know so whatever I said just dismiss it I was pranking oh man but I would be lying if I said that song has not been on repeat in my head for like a week straight now oh like, fuck yeah is that like the god that the score in this movie was just oh, fucking fantastic. the music is so good oh, Batman's theme <laughs> it's so fucking good. It, it like it, it kind of has like a kind of a stylistic kind of callback to like Danny Elfman, but it also has like a more modern kind of grittier edge to it as well. It, yeah, this is as cartoony, but it's like definitely like oh this. It, it almost kind of reminds me of uh, what 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 was the name of the composer for the man animated series? Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. <laughs> Not for the not for the uh, animated series, right? The one drawn by Bruce Tim and all Danny and Danny Elfman did this one, didn't he? Oh, wow. Did he? He did all the Batman. He Wait. did. He did this Batman score. Wait, I don't have my phone. I'm not. <laughs> I, 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 we're, we're fat checking this no, right this, now. This is Michael uh, Jetch. How do you pronounce his fucking name? Oh, Michael Giacchino. Oh, he did the score for Batman. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Never mind. My bad. But you were right, though. It sounded like Danny Elfman. Or callback to Danny Elfman style. Oh yeah! Before we progress super far, the opening scene where it was the spotlight and you saw all the criminals running because they were worried where the fuck's Batman. That means Batman's out prowling. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Badass scene. I fucking so it's love It's so that. good. It, I I I cannot stop thinking about it. Like it, it does it does justice so well and um. And I was telling Colt this because I didn't realize it either. But, like, if you look at the blurb for, like, the the synopsis for this Batman, it says that this is his second year being Batman. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, this is a very reckless, very young Batman. And that's where some of my criticisms I see people say. I'm like, well, you're fucking stupid because 
you know, they're like, they're like, oh, why is this, you know, what's up with this Batman? Why is he this way? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, because this is literally his second year being fucking Batman. Have you ever heard of tension, my friend? It's like, while we're already talking about he's new as Batman, um, the best example, in my opinion, in this movie was when he's, um, I think he was, he's running away from the cops. And he, like, got on the roof. And he knows he's going to have to jump. And he has the look on his face, like, Oh, that's the first time I'm doing this. <laughs> and like, and it's also cool because he's not like using his cape here. He like fucking pulls a string and this wingsuit just drapes over him. And then he just fucking goes. And, and he does not him. make a perfect escape. <laughs> the, uh, the Mezco 112 Batman action figure comes with the wingsuit. Oh, oh that's sick. Dang it that's on, sick. on some fishing wire on the roof. <laughs> but, but I will say that's one of the things I liked about. Batman in this movie is because one of the complaints I have in some stories of Batman is he's just too good at everything. Yeah, so to the point where there's no tension in the story. It's like we we know he's gonna like Deus Ex Bruce Wayneus just his, be his an, way out, just of be it. an absolute master genius throwing gadgets, saving the you know but the I, person or whatever. Do you know why? Because he's Batman. Because he's Batman. And and sometimes that can be fun, but sometimes, like, like it can just suck any tension out of the scene. But, like, man, did fucking Batman eat some shit. No, that's that's what I fucking loved about this, is that, like, yeah, Batman is badass still. He can kick some ass, but, like, he... He gets his ass kicked. There's, like, twice in the movie where he gets fucking knocked out, basically. And... And he's imperfect, you know? I mean, shit gets messed up. Shit happens. And, yeah, that's – I mean, he's not hes not Superman. He's not Wonder Woman. He's not the Flash. He's Batman. But and he's also so smart. Yes. They made him a detective. Like, actually, not just hacking your cell phones. No. He's a detective. Like, he's, he just knows shit. He's a world – the world's greatest detective. Supposed to be. And that's what that's another thing I loved about this film is you you feel that like I mean literally there, people are throwing out riddles and he's just like yeah I know the answer to that riddle. <laughs> There's no fucking Spanish. And I, it was so funny too. He doesn't. But I was telling Cole, what are you fucking stupid. I was telling Cole like yeah if somebody asked me these fucking riddles I'd be dead. Yeah, I'd, fucking, <laughs> I'd fuck up. I'd say take me out. I can't do this. I, like I, I've never been good at riddles. Like so I'm but, just like just it's me. like imagine me with like the Batman mask and then they're asking me a riddle I'm like. Poop cock fart. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> I, I, I do, I do appreciate uh, the, the, this much more sinister edge to the Riddler because, like, he's always had you no know, big crazy scheme, and then like something Goofy. happens. But like, this like almost jigsaw like edge to like how like there's the DA who got captured and he has like this bomb collar on and like he has like a phone like taped to his hand and he has to like figure out this trick in like so many seconds and like. The Riddler is sort of breaking into all these little government institutions and like, leaking like all this like sensitive information about the city and about these specific high-ranking individuals to like sort of to like expose you know the CD. I mean the, the CD under like, like it needs to be exposed like yeah. sort of like but kind of but causing break, chaos breaking the, the the like already thin veneer of the government and I guess order in the city be like hey you're this is i know this is a dark and dirty city and some stop pretending that it's anything but and like his whole scheme to exposing that and i did like how the progression of events how they're going through all these big name people and we get to bruce wayne and like it's a complete it's separate like bruce wayne has to like oh i'm in danger but also still trying to figure it out 
and like from two different perspectives as like his human self, human self, and his <laughs> costume version. Yeah. And probably one of my favorite aspects about Bruce Wayne in this version is like why we said he's not perfect and he's still very much like struggling. And we just see like this very socially inept version of Batman or Bruce Wayne rather. How like and plus it makes sense if he's so focused on fighting crime and like taking out all these like bad like dudes in town, like he's not concerned about you know keeping up appearances or like knowing how to interact with people because like there's so many, so many times where he's like out in public, people are talking directly at him. He just like doesn't respond yeah. <laughs> and doesn't acknowledge what they're saying. He's like this like weird awkward dude, and I feel like. I'm glad that we have this different version. We always have this very, like, you know, popular, outgoing, you know, playboy. Yeah. And, and, like, to see this version of him that's, like, very socially or very... It, it, it kind of reminds me of the Robert Pattinson meme where he's, like, in the jumpsuit and has, like, this scrunch that looks <laughs> <in> his face. <laughs> I mean, it's a joke, but, like, that's kind of how he is in the movie, and it's a really refreshing take. Yeah. And and especially when he's around, like, a crowd or a group of people, like, he does have this, like, very intimidating presence, but it's also kind of, like, very, like, introvert, like, He seems very approachable. For someone that's more friendly towards introverted people, I feel like I could approach him. But not normal Bruce Wayne. I'm too intimidated by that. But this one, I feel like I could. Like, because, for the most part, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say he's a sh- he's a shut in. You know. Yeah. It's like for the most part, this is the. Um, I mean, yes, he 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 comes off as the most approachable Bruce Wayne. But like, he, he's at least in my eyes in live action, it's the first ever like awkward and like non playboy Bruce Wayne yeah. I've ever had. He's just like, yeah, I'm here. Uh, yeah, my last name's Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My parents are dead. Fuck. And criminals. And criminals. Um, I'm also emo. Allegedly. Allegedly. I, lo- <laughs> I love listening to screamo. And, and I love lean. <laughs> <laughs> and I love going to parties in my new jumpsuit. <laughs> God, uh, God, this Batman did look like he really loved lean. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, this, um, another criticism I see and I, I completely, completely disagree with is people are like, oh, I don't like this Bruce Wayne. This isn't, you know, this isn't Bruce Wayne or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, this is again, a different fucking take. And also too, if we're thinking about like timeline wise, it's like, this is a younger Batman, younger Bruce Wayne. So this one is more shut in, more emo, more, you know, awkward. Uh, they also kept the door open to have him grow into the Bruce Wayne we know by the the new mayor coming like, Mr. Wayne, your parents did a lot for the city. You could do a lot for the city, too. I don't know, some sort of foundation, maybe named after you, Mr. Wayne, Wayne Foundation. Wayne Foundation, Mr. Wayne. I know we're at a funeral, but Wayne Foundation. Like, they're, like, and the, throughout the movie, there's, all of that, like, there's in there where there's where you know, I'm, I'm trying to think. It's either Alfred or somebody. More than likely, Alfred. I, I'm pretty sure is like you know you need to be Bruce Wayne as well because Bruce Wayne is a character, a part you have to play as well. That was Alfred. Yeah, yeah. and like it's something you have to keep up with. And by the end of the film, it's like he realizes that. I mean, there's a lot of growth and character development. That's like. That's like, fuck, Matt, you motherfucker. This is good. I can't believe he made this character three-dimensional and he has an arc over the course of three hours. Incredible, right? In- fucking incredible. Crazy. You know, my favorite part, honestly, the part that I like the most, and this is the one that was Im- most important to me, 
is the no-kill rule. We actually finally have a Batman with an established no-kill rule. Not, not with loopholes. Christian Bale. I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Fuck off with that. I, I hated that part. Uh, now, like, there's arguments to be made with Michael Keaton. Yeah, not the flat-out murder that he commits in those movies. <laughs> there's <laughs> arguments to be made that you know it's not as bad as it seems. Like, you know, when he dynamite in a dude's pants. Okay, look, the dynamite. People dynamite are, in nerds a dude's are awfully pants. quiet when it comes to those movies as much as I love the Burton <laughs> yeah. films. No, no, where like, y'all at? Here's here's the thing with that one is that's so cartoony. That it could absolutely, like, you would not be surprised to see that large, muscly man pop up out of the hole with, like, soot stains on his face and then just breathe smoke and pass No, he's dead. All right, all right. Well, what about, I'm saying, well, what like, about the Michael Keaton where he pulls out a shotgun and robs an old couple at gunpoint? <laughs> Does that happen? No, no it doesn't happen! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And again, still with returns, there's a moment where he like takes his Batmobile and just moves it up, slowly turns it around, and just looks at his rear view mirror, turns on his fucking boosters, and sets a baddie on fire. Look, that bad guy was the fire breather. They were in snow. He could stop, drop, and roll easily. He's dead. I mean, He's the, totally the, there's died. a lot of pedantry happening over like the, the other movies. I'm but just saying, the Keaton stuff, it can totally be argued that they didn't maybe die. Uh, and then like Val Kilmer and George Clooney, like Val Kilmer just killed Two Face. He just straight up murdered him. Yeah, like like fuck that guy. He's dead. You mean Purple Joker? Purple Joker not, and Green not, Joker. Yeah, not Green Joker. Purple Joker. Half also, purple I will Joker. say uh, it came from a tweet, and I do think it's funny as fuck that uh, the Batman is the deification of the Riddler. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> we, we we went from this nice little cartoony flamboyant Joker, and now we just have some fucker in a raincoat. I don't know; it kind of lacks culture. And then you got Christian Bale, who again, like most of the time, it's like I don't want to use guns or kill people. Like, great, except that one time you just leave Liam Neeson to be blown up in a subway car. That that feels like cheating. And then Batfleck just straight up murders people. Just because it's Tuesday, time to go kill him. <laughs> he fucking holds up an M60 and shoots a flamethrower. Now, man, man I, ju- I just love killing. Now, to be there, be I go fair. killing again. <laughs> to be fair, it was badass, but yeah. yeah it would have so- been great if it wasn't fucking Batman. <laughs> yeah, so Pattinson is the only Batman in live action that's not a murderer. I don't know. That, I was, yeah. that, har- that <laughs> interstate... Is fucking bloody. People there are people died. Dead there. People that died in that sequence. <laughs> but he'll be like, "It wasn't me. It was the penguin." <laughs> I didn't kill that family of three that crashed into that okay, explosion. Now, to tanker. be fair, it was kind of the penguin, but he should have stopped him. Yeah, there was no visible death. <laughs> yeah, because they were fucking that, that fucking truck exploded. It's <laughs> Gotham. They were probably criminals. That's not fucking right. <laughs> took the deleted scene out where Pattinson shoved dynamite in another bad guy's pants and blew him. Up. No, yeah, it, it, the movie was running a little long, so Matt Reeves had to cut the scene where everybody in the freeway stepped out of their cars. It's like, whew, that was a close one. <laughs> I'm just saying, I appreciate the no kill rule because it's yeah. important to Batman. Yeah, uh, like in Kingdom Come, uh, one of my favorite books by my favorite writer, Mark Wade. He actually has Superman pleading with Batman, like, hey, everything's gone to hell because it's the end of the world. Please come help me. And uh, he, Superman even says to him, more than anyone in the world, when you scratch everything else away from Batman, you're left with someone who doesn't want to see anybody die. And that's the truth. That's that's Batman. Yeah. yeah. And to have a Batman who actively tells Jim Gordon, 
no guns. He's like, and Gordon Lee's like, motherfucker, I'm a cop. Like, uh, and like, then like when Catwoman kicks the one guy over the side of the building, and he leaves, like, nope, we're gonna save him. Yeah. So it's just it was nice. And then at the end, when he's like, I need to be a symbol of hope. Don't expect Batman to say that shit in the movie, but I was very happy to hear it. Yeah. No, it was great. Like I again, the pinnacle of his character development is when is when he's helping those people out of the building. Um, but then also too, when one of the Riddler's, um, I guess henchmen, if you want to say it was like, I'm vengeance. And it's like, it's like, well, fuck. It's like, you know, like I've, I've created a symbol, but like it can easily be, you know, co-opted, co-opted or used against me. That was right after he almost brutally beat to death that henchman, which was I don't kill, but I'll make you want to kill you. Almost. And it was badass. It was badass. I won't kill you, but I don't have to not maim you. Yeah. And and granted, that was the epic, like, beatdown that was featured in, like, the first trailer that we got. The trailer that I watched probably nine fucking times when it first came out. But, unfortunately, I did miss that iconic scene this time because of some fuckheads down the way from us. (laughs) We said we would talk about it. I don't know when we were planning on talking about it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll get back into some more discussion, and there might be some area of grievances. Same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah, immediately after the jump. Welcome back. Part two of, of some bat talk. Just sitting here gabbing with my best gals about this here Batman flick. Am I a best gal? Well, of course you are. Aww. So, here we are getting back into it. <laughs> Where yeah. the fuck did we leave off? Oh, I will say, though, me and Cole had a blast because um, I, at the very end, there's a really good part where... Um, I know we're kind of skipping ahead, but I, I, I just have to say our bit. Yes. So, me and, me and Cole were watching, and there's the end part where, you know... Catwoman's like, oh, you know, you belong to somebody else because the bat signal lights up. And then uh, bat- Batman's, you know, driving away on his motorcycle. And then me and Cole were like, oh, damn, he's going to get that that sloppy toppy from fucking Gordon. And then he speeds up as we say that. It's like, oh, fuck. He's really horny. <laughs> now, see, during, the, during the, the Catwoman and Batman like motorcycle and they're different light direction. The only thing I can think of was that one bit from the Fast and Furious. Yes! Where Vin Diesel and, and Paul Walker characters drive off of two rows okay, and Cole, that song Cole playing. just like leans over to me and whispers, this is our Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. It was so good. And uh, But that does remind me, though, I really did enjoy Gordon and Batman's... Um, Love making. <laughs> dynamic it was i mean it was just the best duo ever especially when there's a scene where they fucked on the bat signal yeah they fucked on the bat signal and like in the back in the light you see just their splooge just go (laughs) (laughs) like the shadow of it i know whenever batman gets knocked the fuck out because oh my god the fucking bomb goes off gets knocked the fuck out he's in the police station all the cops are surrounding him Hit some fucking cops, hell yeah! Um, and then Gordon's like, "Give us the room, give us the room," and he's just like, "You're gonna have to hit me." 
Batman does not hold back. No, <laughs> just fucking just, And then even Gordon says, you know, you could have pulled your punch just a little bit. Like, it's so fucking good. Oh, just to backtrack a little bit, that fucking uh, interrogation room scene was so good because they're like surrounding them. They're like, no, again, nobody knows who the Batman is. So yes. they're talking. And then like this one dickhead cop just like said, fuck it. Let's just, well, but he didn't say fuck it because the, the one F-bomb in this movie was dropped way early in this film. But he goes to snatch the cowl and then fucking mm. Bruce Wayne wakes up immediately just like, no, I'm just in a rage. It's, and that was so fucking it's rad. It's so fucking good. Like all those cops were like in a room full of dudes that are fucking strapped. You know they were all terrified. That's how it made it so good yes. because it's like because it's like you know it'd be like fuck. Would it be kind of cool to see Batman go ham in just a mob of cops right now? It'd be kind of <laughs> sick. But uh, yeah, it incredible. In fucking crap. I think it's cool how in kind of like each hour you kind of get like a like a different dynamic because in the first hour or so you get Batman and Catwoman working together to like figure out this one part of the story, and then the next part you get Gordon and Batman together, and like I do appreciate that it doesn't feel like you're, you're losing time with Batman to like strengthen his supporting cast because like you you get like enough of him doing his own thing figuring out the plot, but still have enough left over for his supporting cast to buttress like everything he does and like be like a really incredible asset to him yeah this is probably the most involved that i can think of off my head that gordon has been with batman because like when they go to kind of like tail the penguin to like this big you know shipping yard and and when gordon's right there in the firefight it's like and kind of like figuring out the clues when he went to the um abandoned orphanarium and it's like, oh, wow, this is really cool to see Gordon be a detective, too, because, like, that's kind of what he is as well. Yeah, he's not a, um, he's not a commissioner yet. He's, uh, he's a lieutenant. Lieutenant. lieutenant Gordon, yeah. So, young Gordon as well. Fucking great. Like, seeing, I mean, you know, we've already said again, it's like a noir detective story and seeing Batman be a fucking detective, but also seeing these different, um, I guess you can say storylines, but they're all connected. Uh, you know, you have you have the, um, the Riddler serial killer case, and then you have the mob which is like that that's what really sold like i mean i was already sold in the movie but that's really like because with the with the past movies you have you have these like larger than life villains basically even though they're very much not on the same level of like of like gods or aliens or whatever you have like joker riddler of course two-face killer croc even um and then you have like you know the nolan trilogy where even then the villains were like you know they're just grounded but they again larger than life Ra's al Ghul, Joker, Bane, Scarecrow, um, and then all the past Batman films. But in this, it's like you you introduce like probably the very low of the low tier in terms of like impact, and that is the mafia, the mob. And and I mean there it's not like it's not anything new for Batman, but it, it's cool to bring that back because this reminded me very much, and I sorry, I should also say too, about um when he swaps from Bruce Wayne and Batman and he goes to the same places constantly, that's what I love too, because it's kind of like backtracking, but in a really good way. And that's also, um, what I loved about this movie is that it reminded me of the fucking video games because I, I got so many good vibes from this for like asylum and for Arkham city. It, It just, it reminded me so much of that because like, you know, it, it has again these villains, but it also has some hints towards the mob and stuff like that. But like, it, it felt like, like again, Batman is not perfect. He, especially this young Batman, 
um, shit happens, and you know he can't st- he can't stop everything. And again, that's fucking what makes it so so fucking good, especially when the fucking city floods, because it's like it's like oh shit, couldn't fucking stop that. Because I will say that even though there 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 is a crescendo where Batman's like fighting off the Riddler army and. He's kind of like he's kind of saved the day, quote quote, like he stopped the army. But then, then had, I remember like feeling my heart hit the bottom of my stomach when the floodwaters bust through yeah. the auditorium door. Then it kills it, like it washes people away. It kills people, and then you just see like, oh fuck, he won, but he he still kind of lost. Like he was able to save some people, but still like having like this huge. Like victory followed by this immediate loss, it's like fuck. You really see, like how grand the Riddler scale was, and to like the Batman can't stop everything. Like he he says as much. I can't be everywhere. I can't stop everything. But to have like such a visceral example of like his his power and his ability only goes so far. Yeah, and I feel like that's a great moment. But also it's followed by another like really great moment. Of him leading the people, like beautiful shot too. Of him leading the, the survivors out of the, the the wreckage with that torch, like him being like the light and the darkness, and then him realizing in that moment, like there's more to his job than just beating the fuck out of bad guys. It's like actually helping people and showing that empathy because a lot of times that empathetic part of Batman is sort of overlooked, and I feel like that's just the dichotomy of his character, how he's just like this ruthless uh, crusader, but also like he has this compassion. About him. That's why he doesn't kill people. He's like, as evil as they are, he, he still thinks they're, they're, they can be redeemed or, you know, death is it's not, it, it's, it's the easy way out to like stop a villain. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, exactly. And um, I mean, really like when it, when like, when you feel that fucking disaster hits, again, I felt this in the fucking games, especially when people, you know, when shit happens in the games, when people die, when you can't, like, save everybody, it's like, it's like, you know, you fucking want to break glass, like, punch the glass, like, like, I mean, God. It felt like the Riddler won, even though he didn't, he actually, I, I feel like his goals were met. He met his goal, big goal was to uh, fuck up all the leadership and uh, try to get... I don't know if it was necessarily his main goal, but get like these new leadership in, in which we're going to see that in maybe the next movie. But and then the even, but even then, when the when the mayor who did get elected, he they even tried to assassinate her too. It's it, you know, and he made a friend. He made a yeah. friend. Yeah. Who? It's uh, Joker. He met Joker. the Joker in the fucking Joker. asylum. It's yeah. Joker. So played and, by Druid. Apparently, there's a deleted scene that the directors talked about. He wants to like release soon. Of Batman going to talk to the not yet Joker Barry Keegan. <laughs> yes, just to, to like because uh, and he walks in like well, it's almost our anniversary, isn't it? So like he's not the Joker yet, but they've already met. And he's like Hannibal Lecter style, trying to get into the mind of the Riddler. All right, it was that was another again very dark scene. Who is that actor again? Barry Keegan. I, I, he I'm plays he plays Druig in Eternals. He he's in Dunkirk in the Green Knight. He's in the Killing of a Sacred oh, Deer. I'm pulling up his face. Dunkirk, he was, I want to say he was the kid, kind of, quote, quote, the kid on the boat who, like. So the dude was like, we got to go to Dunkirk. It was that kid? I think so. 
Wait a minute. I could have sworn I saw him. In, I could have sworn he was a valet in a shot of no. the Batman. No. Uh, so whenever we were watching this movie and during the credits roll, it was like Barry Keegan pops up. And me and Colt look at each other like, what? Like, fuck. Because whenever we're first given this taste of Joker, it, it's kind of like they don't give too much away, but like they give enough to say like, oh, this is the Joker. But like, you know, there's not a lot still established. Like, it's kind of... We it, saw his face, and it did look more like the comic Joker it, well, than the, anything. The idea that the director has talked about is that he was born with a deformity that gave him mm-hmm. a permanent smile. Mm. And, like, they announced that he was in the movie months ago, but they said he was a cop. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that, which I was like, fuck, good job. <laughs> I, I do think it's interesting that, from at least from my end of uh, Twitter and online verse, that there were some people who weren't crazy about that scene. They said it, it felt like it was the most studio mandated. Like, like if it didn't feel like it was necessary. Like, like for me personally, I kind of felt like. I mean, I, I personally didn't feel like we did we didn't need this because like the the story is already so strong that we don't need you know like the the like the carrot on the stick of Joker. Like, yeah, to I me, agree. like yeah, I agree. And, and it felt like you know. Somehow, even though Batman's movies have never failed in the box office, people are just like, "Oh, we gotta have the Joker in there," and that—that's it. Kind of felt like a little studio add-on, you know. Whatever, whether Matt Reeves intended from the beginning, uh, but you know, obviously, the this, this scene is so small; it doesn't detract from the movie. And also, yeah, yeah, yeah. and hear me out. Uh, you know, like, the scene is super small. They he put it in there. And Matt Reeves has said, like, no, it's not a tease for something in the future. I just thought it would be fun to show that the world is beginning to be established. And also, they're working on a horror-style Arkham Asylum TV show. So, hear me out. What if Joker Arkham Horror Show? I mean, there's already, like, it's funny to see how there's multiple spinoffs in production yeah. for this just already. Just the two. Just the two. Hey, that's more than one, so that's multiple. That's multiple. Penguin, that's multiple. Penguin got uh, greenlit today, actually. Yeah. So, order to series. And there's a lot of talk I see that people, I mean, including myself, where, like, Matt Reeves and I think Robert Pattinson talked about interest for the next Batman to be, like, the villain would be the Court of Owls, which... Oh, my which, God. Which I think is a great uh, segue, is that I really appreciated how they they found a really natural way to, to, like, pick a lot of really nice moments from multiple different Batman stories and weave them together very... Yes. Like, yeah. Naturally, because from the Court of Owls, there's a there's a bit where when the Riddler's just like disseminating the Wayne secret history, how like Martha would spent time in and out of mental institution. That's from Court of Owls, and when Riddler floods the city and sort of like destabilizes, that's from Scott Snyder's uh, Zero Year storyline. Mm. And like all this, like this really nice little mo- like uh, long Halloween. Th- yeah. That was like that's from the earlier part. There's of the a film. lot that's yeah. taken from Batman Earth One too by Jeff Johns. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there was a little tease of Hush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's just big words Hush. Hush. And I, I remember seeing that they are releasing like a box set of the trades that the movie directly pulls from. Oh yeah. wow! You know they have. I mean, I already have all of them at the shop individually. It's just a cardboard box with those exact trades shoved in. Yeah, it's just like a very specific, deliberate packaging. And it's a cash grab, I tell you! Oh, you mean to tell me that Batman is not one of the most popular, like, forms of media and, and franchise and properties of all time? Absolutely not. It's Everybody very indie, loves Spawn. Very rustic. Yeah, a, a, little, a little indie hero. You might not have heard of him. Um, 
but I, I think it just it's a really great world that they built from from the uh, yeah. from the, the disparate stories and having like the descent like the descends of the Wayne family because he, he Batman sort of you know deifies his family and then you see like hey they're not squeaky clean yeah yeah I mean and you see that in the comics where like even if there is like a stain on his family it's like at the very end he's like oh well that stain has been clean because it's not true or something and in this situation it's like well it's it's partly true you know I mean but it's not about them you know you I mean Sins of a father don't get passed on to the son, obviously. Um, which, oh fuck, I'm trying to think now. I was trying to think where I was gonna go with that. I don't remember. Anyway, I'm gonna talk about other cool shit too. The fucking, I got a boner. I was about to say the fucking um, whenever Batman's kind of showdown with uh, Penguin happens, where Batman just gets fucking lit up and then he like plays dead, and then the fucking car starts. Oh, I was hard as a rock. That was my favorite that, scene. Like, I was so fucking gagged because not only do they make a car fucking scary, because like, you hear like you hear like an engine wind up, but it sounds like a scream. It's a yeah. jet engine. That's 100% a, a jet and engine. Then, and then, then when the car lights up, I, I was, I shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking good, especially like with Penguin being so fucking scared, but he's also like, "You fucking psycho! I got you! I got you!" <laughs> like, oh, you, you dumb fuck! You did not get him. Oh, and then the real the the scene that you see in all the trailers where Batman's like walking and that shit's on fire, good. But what made that even fucking better is when he gets to the car and they bends down, fucking hysterical. Like I was telling Colt this, but this movie. Because I'm trying to think, it's either Robert Pattinson or Matt Reeves said in an interview where, like, this movie doesn't have, like, humor written into it. It's just kind of naturally funny, I guess. It just kind of, and yeah, yeah. it's kind of funny because every time, like, at times, Batman will look badass, intimidating. But then at times when I look at him and, the and like, the way his, just, his head moves or with how his suit looks, I just start fucking laughing. Or like when he glides off a building and eats all of the shit. <laughs> yeah. into fucking just smashes into fucking lights. And it's like, it's like, how can that not be fucking funny? That's so good. And also, again, with that wingsuit shot, uh, it's almost like, uh, like a GoPro was attached to his head, but just yeah. Like yeah. how like the, it was framed. He, he literally looked like on top of the fucking shot. Yeah. And it, it looked like, it, it looked real. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, he's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking like, going Like, there. oh, shit, we're doing this. Yeah, like, if they had had his internal monologue there, like the narration, it just would have been, fuck, 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 fuck. Just be just be like, this is my first time doing this. Let's glance over, like, like, I mean, we've talked about it, but goddamn, Colin Farrell is a penguin. Like, just almost unrecognizable. Like, just fantastic uh, makeup in that one. Like he told, I think he told a story in an interview. Like he even like rolled up in a Starbucks during shooting, and nobody knew. Yeah. The yeah. Like, oh. Once he got it all, he got it all handled out. He went to a Starbucks to test how realistic it was, <laughs> and he said he got a lot of looks. Like, oh, that dude's scarred as fuck. Not, oh, that dude's wearing a shitload of makeup. <laughs> fuck. Like, uh, I got too much shit on me. Did he order? Breathe. He should order the drink. It's like, what? What's your name? Oz. Like, fuck. I really, I really like how uh, the penguin referred to himself casually as Oz because his name's Oswald Cobblepot. And I, I feel like I haven't really, I don't remember him like being that sort of like casual with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, he was. I mean, in the, I, I assume he's British, but in this, he's uh, 
walk in here. Just the wise guy. He's just a wise guy. He, he, he's I don't, Tony I don't Soprano. Think he's always been. No. I know the Arkham games portrayed him as. Yeah, no, the Arkham uh, games were the first time he was British. Oh, okay, okay. Nolan North. Bravo, Nolan yeah, North. Yeah, really good, good job. Good job. But, good job. Um, yeah, like John Turturro as uh, Carmine Falcone. Or Coney, however you like it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Like, re- like again, like Shimmy said earlier, just a fucking blessing in everything he's in. Ooh. Just such a treat. Performance was so fucking good. Yes, like and it was. Yeah. It was also just very like subtle too. Like, yes, he never. I don't. I don't remember. He got loud like towards the end, but like before, like you know, the shit popped off. He was just always just calm, cool, collected, and still dangerous as fuck. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like you know he's a gangster, fucking mafia, but you know you can't touch him. You can't yeah. fucking touch him. Yeah, no, like he's standing there like, look, if you take a swing at me, I'll take a punch. But then you die. So yeah. I'm just going to be a shithead. You're oh. going to stand there and deal with it. And and then that fucking great scene where uh, Oz is like, you fucking rat. Oh, God, that was so fucking good. Like, just all like, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, did a good job. Did, did we mention the movie's really good? Yeah. The movie's so fucking good. Oh, and then the fucking... Uh, I guess you can say interrogation scene or talk scene between Batman and Riddler. Fucking spectacular as well, especially Riddler like going just like, no, no, no. I saw a lot of people saying how that scene made them uncomfortable or they said it was cringy whenever the Riddler started singing. I thought it was creepy. I don't. I I thought it was creepy. I thought that was the point. Yeah. Yeah, For real. And then, oh man, it was so good. You see it in the trailers, but I, I just love it when like, it, it finally, like, culminates to where Batman's like, what have you done? As he punches the fucking glass. Ah, Because I think that that what kind of makes the Riddler kind of dangerous is that you have, like, this very scary, like, outward persona of, like, this costume that's, like, this, you know, almost looks like a movie, like a slasher. But then you see underneath it has, like, this boyish face. And, like, it, it just completely, under, like, belies that he's just this incredibly dangerous person because... You know, in the movies, basically like this, you know, 4chan, like Twitter incel, where like he's, <laughs> like, like he's just like this little shit that has like, you know, been, it's sort of just been like galvanized by some bullshit in real life. And he's then like turned other people to his side, like, which is what happens with, you know, hate groups online. It's like this, this shitty, maladjusted person who's just like this pathetic little nerd it's like metamorphosizes into like this incredibly dangerous person and by extension an incredibly dangerous group. Yep. Yeah, that's the scariest part because we've all met three or four shitheads like that. Yes. At, at least three or four. Idle tree. Another thing about the movie that was funny I found was with the Riddler is that whenever he's talking to the public, he's like, uh, do not lie. I am angry. But when he's talking to his followers, he's like, Thanks, guys, for following. Bring oh your ARs, my God. get it your was, shotguns. Okay, it was like so... subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, whenever... Can we get Fs in chat for, for the Batman? <laughs> hit, hit that notification bell for next for, middle. For, yeah, so, like, anytime he puts this out... Batman's not poggers. <laughs> anytime he puts out his fucking videos, he uses, like, a like a voice changer or yeah. some shit. But then, like, when he's just, like... When you get to hack his shit and, like, see, like, the, the real... He's like, hey, guys, thanks for... Thanks. Thanks oh, for all the support. Would you yeah. call that a bit of theatricality? A bit of deception, would you? That's actually, like really, a, that's actually that's really good fucking bang. good. And, that's good. And it, it just shows that, like, you know, all these evil villains in the world, like, they're not, like, these badass, like, mythologized, like, characters. Like, the real villains of the world are just, like, 
stupid nerds. normal people that got into <laughs> yes. the shitty shit. But but with this though, I again like most Batman villains are feel kind of like larger than life villains. But this kind of like brings it down to like a bunch of fucking psychopaths and serial killers and fucking you know losers, losers, and those are the real villains in the real world. They're yeah. all fucking losers that can't get anything right or you know or again the mafia like it, it's or like you know the cops the are the cops i mean know. like look evil comes in many different shapes and forms in the world and it's not gonna be like this you know like demon or like this like b- evil badass looking sometimes it's just like this little like boyish nerd and and like you can't it's like all the time it, you can't tell on the surface who's gonna be like a monster and and when you see that reveal it's like Wait, this is a guy that's been fucking up the city, and that's just as possible as anything. Yeah, all I'm saying is a cabbage. That's all cops are bastards except Jim Gordon. Okay, <laughs> you're also, a good cop. Um, doesn't roll off the tongue. It's easy. <laughs> all right. Uh, also, want to talk about um, Zoe Kravitz as uh, Selena Kyle. Well, I oh, I guess uh, Selena Falcone. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Well, her mom was Kyle. Yeah. Her mom was Kyle. Yeah. But in the comic, she is uh, Carmine's daughter. It's never confirmed, yeah. but it's oh. really widely. I, I thought I remember remember that. Okay. But uh, <coughs> I, I the, and I was I was just coming off um, watching uh, and if I'm I'm gonna highly recommend this um, the show High Fidelity on Hulu. It only got one season. It got canceled, but she stars in it. And it's based off of one of my favorite books, also one of my favorite movies. It's good. Watch it. She does, I think, a great job. Like all the the bits where she's actually, you know, like leaping off things, climbing, going down, just scaffolds and shit. It's just like with the exact finesse of a cat. And I was like, wow, this. I mean, I know it's obviously not her, but like, like that portrayal of Catwoman yeah. is great. My only complaint about that, we got to get rid of that sock on her head. We got to get something <laughs> yeah. better. Well, that, that mask is bad. No, they, like I saw today actually uh, a preview for the Art of the Batman hardcover where it talks about the movie, like the, the costume design and shit. Yeah. It's not supposed to be that she's Catwoman. Like the suit she wears is based off like real life leather biker suits because yeah. she's on the bike so much and the hat is meant to be for riding. Like, it protects your nose and your head from the cold and shit, but you can still see and talk and whatnot. And it was just supposed to hint at the idea of Catwoman. It reminded me of the Boondock Saints when Rocco tried to make his own ski mask out of just a regular toboggan. It just had shitty holes cut in it, and you could see his whole face. That's fair. (laughs) I I mean, if you've never seen that movie, you wouldn't get it. But, I think it's better than Anne Hathaway's uh, like radio ears. I was still getting, I, but that that's the thing for me. Like, um, I'm not not knocking anything here. Well, I guess I kind of am, but I thought at least those two outfits were one and the same. If anything, at least Anne Hathaway's Catwoman had like when her visor went up, she looked like she had cat hair. And I know she had like little nubbies. Zoe Kravitz did, but still, it looked like a sock on her face. It, 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 and plus, like it, it kind of hurts a little bit because you say, you have all these promotional shots of her and Robert Pattinson where she's wearing the literal Catwoman mask yeah. and it looks so it good. It looks great, yeah. Nice. I mean, and <laughs> I know maybe image of like her drinking milk installments, you know, they always update outfits in these movies in these situations. So, and I get it. You need a starter outfit. Yeah. But it's a sock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of wish her suit was like a giant furry suit. That's what I want. <laughs> hey. I mean, you get the, that purple one it's close. We'll see. The yeah. next, the next uh, reinvention of Batman. Catwoman is just a furry. Like she has like the big clunky, like poofy, fingy suit. Batman's a furry. But 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 they wear like the full on suits. 
But, yeah. but somehow there's she's still like just portrayed as like the slinky, sexy, and Batman's still like the badass. But another idea, they're muffled the whole time. Like they're talking <laughs> from inside yeah. the mask, and there's no outward speaker. Okay, yeah. And they're at some point Batman screaming. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the tension with the scene when we thought Alfred was a goner was pretty wild. Like, yeah, yeah. that was good. The but. fact that he pulled out a uh, flame proof coat uh, before he realized there was a bomb there, I thought that was pretty fucking sick. Fuck, oh, yeah. yeah, it was. Um, also, I love Zoe Kravitz wigs. Should say that. Yeah, she was great. Fucking killed it. I love Zoe Kravitz. Watch Kimi. Kimi is another great movie she's yeah. in. I love Zoe Kravitz. I'm. I want to see her as more leading roles. I just need that. Hey, you should watch High Fidelity on who? I'll check it out. <laughs> I think it's like like ten episodes, and again, it got canceled, so it's only one. Season. I mean, Zoe Kravitz got people acting up, and <laughs> like, I don't blame them. I think it's fucked up that Robert Pattinson didn't follow her. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, fucked up, man. Fucked up. It, it was. It was. It wasn't the relationship that he needs, but it was like the one he deserves. I don't yeah. Know. And the one he needed and the one he deserved was Commissioner Gordon's big old bussy. Yeah. Come on. Never, yeah. But the sloppy toppy. Batman is getting that Gordon sloppy. Yeah. like slapping the butt. I could be cool. We're just having a blast talking about that, I should say. It's just so funny because I love them so much. Did I say this good? this movie's good? And Gordon's going to be in, well, well, shit, it's not a, a GCPD show anymore. So is Gordon going to be involved in the Arkham Asylum show? Uh, it's in the really, really early stages of development right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just, wouldn't be surprised if he's in the Penguin one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I want more Penguin. Uh, it's like, I'm wow, I'm excited for a show about the Penguin. Right I, I will say, like, you know, I love the Batman games and... I love the Nolan trilogy, but like for a while, me and Colt were talking about this, how like, I, you know, didn't really care for any Batman content, but now that bat, like after watching this, it's like, damn, I want more now. Yeah. Like, because when I, w w like when I watch or play his stuff, I'm like, damn, I love Batman. Like, holy fuck. Well, if you want some great choice Batman comic books, <laughs> you should come down to the comic strip. I have plenty of good things and stuff. Yeah. Actually go down there. Have you ever read the long Halloween? Nope. Oh, I have several copies. It's hardcover and softcover. No, I'm, I'm Halloween scares me. One of my favorite um, Batman man. stories, and I love that it, it, this movie took a little bit of inspiration from it. Oh yeah, hell yeah. All right, yeah. Good fucking time, bro. There's this a there's also an end credit scene. Yeah, pretty, which is pretty crazy. Uh, it's it pulls up the Lorada thing, the website from the movie, and uh, it's essentially the Riddler saying, "I'll be back." Yeah, they um. Yeah, if you go and solve the riddles or whatever, you get like a little reward at the end. He says, "I'm not yeah. done yet." Yeah, if you translate it, it's like you not gonna put me in the cooler. Dot com. <laughs> yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger's coming back as Mister Freeze. Yeah. I mean, why not multiverse? Okay, Multiverses are big crazy, these days. I don't know if you know. I think I there's a lot that. of people burning out on that multiverse though. Well, you see, the people that are all like, "Oh, there's too many comic book oversaturation in the market." Um, shut up. Uh, good, bad, ugly. Give us comic book movies. I'll watch them. Yeah. Just, I just keep them coming. As long yeah. as they're good. Sure. And you know what? If they're great, like the Batman, even better. Yeah. Because I did want to ask, if, if we get more from Matt Reeves, or just more, more Batman in general, what is a villain that you like to see in a, in a future story? In, in this world? In this world or just box? in general? Just, I mean, 
Obviously, it'd be really fun to see him in this world. Yeah. But uh, a new version of an old character or our first time appearance. I mean, so. easy answer for me, obviously, um, Two-Face. But I want fucking Clayface in a Batman movie. Fuck. Um, I want Clayface. Okay. Okay. All right. Court of Owls sounds badass. Yes, God. Court of Owls sounds badass, but it would be really sick to have a storyline. Yes! Just, just because, like, I, I told Cole this was spoiler. Hush is a fucker who wants to impersonate Bruce Wayne, basically, by cutting off the skin of other people. And then, I mean, that's not... Mm, yeah, no, well, that's more of the game. Right? That's my yeah, only reference, and I like that. No, I think like, in the comics, he gets plastic surgery to look just like <laughs> Bruce Wayne, right? Oh, yeah, does that's, he? That's later on, yeah. Okay. I... I Originally, like, he just wanted to destroy Bruce's life because Bruce's parents were killed. They were childhood friends. His name's Tommy Elliot. So that reporter named Elliot right before it said Hush. Yeah. But uh, they're childhood friends. Bruce's parents die. Uh, but before uh, before that, Hush's parents get in a car wreck, and Bruce's dad manages to save his mom, even though his dad dies. And Hush is pissed. Like, you find out later, like, Tommy Elliot's mad. Like, I want him, I'd cut the brakes. I wanted them dead so I could get all that money. And then your parents just die in a freak accident. You have everything I want, Bruce, you bitch. It sounds like a yeah, loser. Evil. But I like the idea that he's just a fuck, he's just a really fucked up surgeon who's just going around cutting people's faces up. And I, I, I would like to see that. There was one part in the, in the comics where he cut out Catwoman's heart and Jesus. put her, like, hooked her up to a, a blood bypass machine and just sort of left her there. All right, Bullshit. do not do that. That's Please don't do that. If, if you if you do that to Zoe Kravitz, <laughs> I will be very extremely mad with you, Matt Reeves. And plus, you won't be able to bring the babies because it's going to be a hard R. You know, rating, the, rating. The oh, rating, rating. Oh, rating. Oh, I was like, why? why would they say that? Why? Why would <laughs> Jesus? <laughs> the fucking movie rating, you yeah. babies. <laughs> I, I'm aware now. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I want to see Condiment King in a Batman movie. Yeah. And Kite Man. Hell yeah. Calendar Man. Calendar Man. Calendar Man. Hey, yes. Calendar Man. Shit. Yeah. I mean, he was. I mean, we already saw Calendar Man in Suicide, Suicide Squad. Yes, we did. But yeah, but different yeah, universe. Right. Yeah. But that. But that would be cool. Just bring him in. You know. Again, another fucked up serial killer. Kind and then, of. and then you watch the movie on a different holiday. He says a different line. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anybody do that in the Arkham game? Yes, I, yeah. yes. It's very. I mean, you have to do that for his quest. I think where you like you can like move around the dates and stuff, and then yeah, yeah. You can alter like the dates in the system and get that trophy uh, an easier way. But yeah, you go visit Calendar Man in Arkham City. Arkham City on like specific holidays. He has different lines of dialogue. It's pretty cool, actually. Oh, um, I mean, I I think like you know. Having a lot of cameos will be fine, because, but you got to be careful. But, like, I think you could, like, do a lot of – I don't know. I, I feel like it would probably be best reserved for um, the, the Asylum show, but, you know, uh, a lo- another low, lower-level one is Zaz. Zaz would be fun because he was already in one movie, and then they put him in one of the TV shows for CW. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, not, like, too super ex- inspiring, but, like, I think it would be cool to bring in Zaz. Okay, hear me out. This is my real answer. Okay. You've got Matt Reeves, director of Cloverfield, which is a monster movie. Okay. He also directed Batman. Just think of what he could do with Man Bat. I mean, I was, I was literally, oh, that was really going to yeah. be my point. Because my thought is, like, e- either we lean into, like, the Dead Bat, there's actual monsters, or we sort of play up to, like, how Batman is sort of like this, you know, rumor story legend of the town. You also have, like, this cryptid human monster 
that sighted throughout the city and killing people. So you're like, is it is, is this a serial killer? Is it an actual creature? Is it, you know, misattributed sightings? I think that'd be a great story to play on. And plus, like, you know, that's an underrepresented character. Yeah. Yeah, no, super sick. Dude, just a whole fucking Batman movie where it's just having to deal with, like, the, not a cult, but, like, more kind of, like, I guess cryptid fringe kind of fucking creatures. You know, why not? I, I, I can only think of Man Bat and maybe Killer Croc, but Killer Croc is more of a guy with a really bad skin condition. I guess it's depending on how far they elaborate his character. Sometimes he's just a, like so, a gross crack okay. dude. Sometimes he's just a straight up some, crocodile man. Yeah, some cro- Killer Croc is literally just a crocodile man. Like, he has a tail and everything. Ooh, Matt Reeves, give us your take on a Hugo Strange. That'll be fun. Yes, yeah, Hugo Strange. Be, yeah. We're, we might. I mean, it's Arkham. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Be yeah, it'd be super cute. I don't know shit uh, really much about Batman villains, but I would like to see Bane again. But make him Hispanic and get the Luchador mask. And make it Dave Batista. Yes. 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 Yep. yep. Yes. Batista wants to be Bane. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, really bad. Oh, fuck. Okay. Cool. Because yeah. Bane... Not Bane. Dave Batista is like, okay, so we're in this dark, gritty universe, right? So, like... Batista does a really good job of I mean he's a great actor and the one role I also like remember like this kind of dark and gradiness is Blade Runner 2049 does a fantastic job even yeah if, he's great even though he's in there for like a little bit um, so yeah hell yeah throw, throw in a Bane throw in a Bane in there and also his tiny glasses for 2049 20, yeah <laughs> tiny glasses yep. make sure they get smaller every time he, he, t- he turns the camera God, has anybody like used computers to make that a reality yet like that meme reality. I I, I feel like that's a bit. Like someone that actually has gone and doctored that, like a bit. Like like there's a Twitter. It's like yeah, every day Dave Batista's glasses in 2049 get smaller. It's a little <laughs> just like a little thing hiding on the edge of his nose. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. Oh man. There's so many villains. So many villains. Kind of a villain, but also kind of more of like anti-hero. I guess Asriel. I think yep. it'd be kind of cool. If you want to do a cult, then you use Asriel. Fuck, yeah. And then have basically just have like a kind of a jack dude like Batman go toe-to-toe. Yeah, that'd be sick. And he's also super Christian. <laughs> Asriel's one of my favorite characters. I love that design, and I love the fact that he's fucking insane. I Yeah, I really like his design. Uh, when he was introduced in City. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Arkham City. One of my favorite designs. Super... Super cool. Um, yeah. You know, because Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Some area of grievances. Vengeance. Started talking about our uh, first issue of Night oh, uh, yeah. Watching the Batman. Uh-huh. Because that first beatdown scene, um, these, uh, I thought it was just like two people at first, but apparently it was like three girls. And full-blown, like, flashlight mode on their phone to help them, like, look for other shit and this just lights flashing everywhere down the way and I'm getting hot. Like like the, there is one point where you and Trey both stood up and be like the, we got a fucking problem? I was just staring daggers. I was just like look at me. Look at me. Fucking look at me. I will scream. Like the Batman really? You want to do this now? <laughs> this is the darkest movie that has ever darked and you got your flashlight on. Like <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Movie theater etiquette like is like, no one gets it. No, no one fucking, no gets, one it. fucking no gets, one gets it. No one fucking gets it, man. Especially at the Cobb. Like, I don't notice it as much as AMC's, but this, it's not the Cobb anymore. It's Studio 16. Whatever. This theater, 
people don't know what the fuck no, they're doing. It's like everybody has devolved to where it's like, I guess being at home for so long, everybody just brings that no, to no, the no. theater. No, that was a thing before COVID. I like, know. I like, know. I, 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 the whole mentality, I paid for a ticket. That means I can do whatever I want. No. You are you paid for the experience. You're ruining it for everyone else. Put your fucking phone in the pocket. Turn it on silent. If you got to make a call, there's a goddamn lobby. I'm, and the flat, the fucking flashlight notification can fuck off too. Why is that a thing? I'm, I know why it's a thing, but why make it a thing in the theater? Like it's, it's the worst. I will say, people who do that, people who are like that, I bet they're anti-vaxxers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Special place in fucking Hades for those ass wives. For real. And, and even worse. It's when you bring your goddamn infant child to a goddamn fucking theater. <laughs> Literal what? baby. It was seven. Like, what what the at fuck night. is this little baby gonna remember from the fucking Batman? Like, other than just like this baby's just like I think Zoe Kravitz is hot. Well, I get it. Parents need to have their night out too. They need to have their own social life. But you had a kid. No, no, no. You had a kid. You gotta take some sacrifices when you have a child. That's part of the process of having a fucking kid. It's like I get it, you're a mom. Um, I get it. You're a dad. Whatever. But like. Get a fucking sitter. Get a fucking sitter. And and you know what? If you can't afford it, guess what? Maybe tonight's not the night to go out. It's not the night. Grandpa, aunt, uncle, cousin, something, man. They're they're, they're literally apps for finding babysitters. Like. But but again, you know, not everybody can afford it. Not everybody can afford it. True, true, true. But. And, and like you said, sometimes you're just going to have to take that sacrifice, that hit, because babies cry. Really, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, no, the baby full on started crying during like a very intense, quiet scene. And it's just like, man, thanks. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, obviously we're trying to be as charitable as possible because obviously new parents and, you know, this is, this is a baby new to life, new to experience, a lot of sensory overlay. No, so fuck them. None of us are parents, and we know not to take a goddamn infant to but, a movie. But, I mean, like, that's my thing, too, is you that, can, like, you on can, the you other can, hand... You can be mad at the situation and still try to have a, a modicum of charity for that. It, because, it, on the other hand, it. it's like, why would you bring a child to a 750 showing of... <laughs> The Batman. And it's a three-hour fucking movie. It's a three-hour fucking movie. Like, we got up there at 1130. I mean, it's it, theaters are loud places. Those are not and they and you know And you know where they were sitting? They were sitting up close to the front. Motherfucker. They love suffering. They probably got there late. <laughs> that, was, that was inconsiderate. It was poorly thought out. It was bad parenting. And they should know better. We know better. They yeah. should have known better. I don't bring my two fucking dogs. Everybody should know better. <laughs> That'd be fucking yeah. more annoying. Like, turn off your fucking phone. Well, don't bring a kid. Now, if I did bring my dogs, they'd actually be more fucking quiet. Ah. Mm, darn well, yeah, they don't. Yeah, no, they <laughs> don't. I mean, Sasha will sometimes, like, when I get home, she'll sometimes talk to me, and Monkey might make some, like, but, like, other than that, they're quiet dogs. I mean, you know, I was thinking, like, they'll hear the loud noises and they'd start screaming. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, when it comes to loud noises, they just kind of just like you know they get they get scared but they don't start screaming they mm. they just kind of sit there they're not like Darwin and Piper over here yeah like I've 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 had Sasha in my room and the like had like loud movie or music playing and she's just fine so but that doesn't mean having loud noises is good yeah what if there's yeah. a forty five foot giant bat creature on a screen in front of her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, so anyway uh yeah uh no 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 don't do that that and baby I- watch Riddler murder people <laughs> 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 what? 
like, and it saw full on fucking mob violence. Uh, just terrorism. That, that that baby is now imprinted for violence. Now. That that baby couldn't recognize Colin Farrell. Traumatized for the rest of his life. For, for the rest of his life. life. Every time that baby sees a bird light man, they're just like they start screaming. <laughs> so already love you, Frank. But uh, Frank's phone went off, which was just funny. Uh, <laughs> not, nothing really too big about that. But then fucking not literally directly in front of us. There's like two people whipping out their fucking phones, brightness up, fucking recording. Like, dipshit. Well, well, to be fair, Frank's phone was the brightest thing I've ever seen in that guy. Oh, fucking, oh yeah. Okay, Frank's phone was so bright. The only thing brighter was Emilio's smartwatch, which kept hitting me in the face. God. (laughs) Oh, and then some fucker was, oh my God, some fucker's phone went off, was ringing, and they decide to just fucking walk so slow down the fucking stairs to get out until the phone stopped ringing. Motherfucker. Thank you. Also, j- just a quick little side note. For those of you who do wear smartwatches, you know, at least dim the fuckers because every time you move your wrist, they tend to light up. So, you know, just th- there was somebody a couple rows ahead of me that had theirs, but it was very dim. That's all. So, so bravo to you, dim smartwatch person. Like, I still like, noticed it, but, you know, yeah. good on you. <laughs> like, Cannon's right. Like, what happened? Like, does nobody yeah. just... We're, we're, like, we're here. It's, it's a shared experience. Like, this isn't new. This is a rocket surgery. We've been doing this for fucking decades now. And, I mean, you can't blame fucking cell phone. No, just, just put it down for three hours. Yeah. And enjoy a great film. You know, the only time I got my cell phone out during the movie was when I had to text one of our friends who worked there to come get the stupid little bastards with their <laughs> phone, turn it off, and fucking leave. When I saw them get kicked out, I was like, oh my God, which one of y'all fucking did it? I was seriously going to go down there if that happened one more time. Because like, I, I was far enough away, I didn't notice it. Okay. But then Liz, like I saw Liz notice it. I'm like, okay. And she's like, you need to tell us. Like, okay, we're fine. So they were just like, mm, Dylan's in the box office. Hey, Dylan, send someone. And like five minutes later, you turn off your phones because it's our buddy Eric who told them. And then he walked out and just waited. He walked back around and he saw him do pull him out again. It came right back up. No. <laughs> and then they left. I will say there's one good thing about that shitty theater uh, in my hometown. At least like in my last few years there, they would put bring in a security guard and be like, there will be no cell phones during the duration of this movie. If there's any cell phone use during the movie, you will be escorted out. If you need to use your phone, go to the lobby. And I'd just be like, fuck yeah, every time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean. It's simple. It, it's like, it, I know it's such an inconvenience for you, but like you're ruining everybody's experience. Like just go to the lobby yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> if you're going to be that way, just don't go to the fucking movie. Just don't go to the movie. Wait till it comes out on a streaming service and then sit at home and be a shithead. Tentatively plan your life out better. Um, like pick a Tuesday when, like middle of the day when no one else is there, you can just be an asshole to your heart's content. I, I think we're kind of coming to the end of the discussion here, but if are any last minute thoughts you know to say before we head out into the night to, to wreak vengeance and uh, uh, go night night? Um, uh, I. I'm going to see it again in theaters. Do it. Like 100%. It deserves <laughs> it. It fucking deserves it. It's so good. Even though even though some theaters are fucking making the prices of this movie, this movie in particular higher just because they can and they know people will pay for Actually, it. Actually, there was a report they've already started doing that with Spider-Man No Way Home. They just didn't publicize it. What? No, because I went to Fandango and I found out that like um, 
if you go to Fandango and you have your local theater listed through that app, uh, I check it on Tuesdays. Five dollar Tuesdays is you can purchase yeah. five dollar tickets through there. I I checked on a Tuesday showing for the Batman seven fifty. Oh, those bastards! Now, now when I paid for the tickets, I don't know how much they are regularly. I I had a gift card, so I didn't. I paid oh, like nice. seven bucks total, but. I don't know how much regular tickets are, but they were like almost like fifteen bucks. Yeah, mine was thirteen fifty. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, but again, I was like, hmm, that's kind of mm. shitty. But you know, we want to see the Batman, so you know we're gonna pay it. Yeah, and I'm gonna pay for it again. I don't care. Yeah, I, I was really, I was more than happy, like after getting done with it, because it, it was everything and more. And then seeing like the reviews and love for it has got me also excited for it as well like yes. go watch it i mean it, 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 you'll be hard pressed to find a movie that you know we're all this excited about and have like this high praise for so it goes without saying uh the batman is a y c h approved oh yeah uh, yeah every fucking steelbook variant is coming home when that's a get, gets a fucking like, release i didn't day. think there was going to be anything dc better than peacemaker this year yeah for and real I was wrong for real, like I when I I was like, all right, okay, Batman looks good, it looks good, it's probably gonna be good. But coming out of it, I'm like, fuck, that was great. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Like literally, as I went to bed, I couldn't stop thinking about it. It's yes. like I was like, man, I have to like write up a review or get my thoughts on it. Like we need to do this like episode. Like, yeah. like goddamn, it's so good. Because I meant to like put like because I I just I just had to marinate on it for a while. Because like every day I've woken up after seeing this movie, like. Fuck, that was great. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, I've talked about it every day at work. I've annoyed everybody and their fucking mother about it. And it's it's just a fantastic experience. It's uh, it's the the best. I mean, again, I, I still plan on uh, continuing my rewatch of all the live-action Batman as much as I want to. Yeah. I wish I had the 66 movie. I need to get that. But um, this is my favorite live action Batman like there's it, it's so fucking great I, I don't know how it's to yeah. describe it really. no no for real and like Frank um the postman Frank the post. he he said something really interesting that I kind of I mean I agree with now is uh, he, when he talked about the uh, Nolan's trilogy he, he was like yeah you know like they didn't really feel like like they were Batman movies but they also weren't and I was like yeah I could see that because like they feel so separate from everything else. And like, that doesn't mean Batman has to be, you know, DC, like crossover multiverse, you know, shit, but like they, they felt so just extracted from everything else. And this, this feels like its own separate thing, but it's like, this is fucking Batman. This is fucking DC, man. Like I've, I've heard this uh, sentiment echoed through like, you know, other reviews and podcasts, like, and I honestly believe it. This this feels like a tried and true Batman movie because um, not talking shit about the past Batman movies, but Batman was not the biggest part of those movies. Like, no. well, well, I don't. Maybe aside from maybe Batman Begins because that is that's probably the most actual Batman movie of that trilogy. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but like this one was a tried and true Batman. It's like the first Batman. Up, that was you can you can argue that was a Joker movie. Yeah, it was like <laughs> Jack Nicholson got top billing. Yeah, I, I was like, because I just saw it for the first time recently. I was surprised how late Bruce Wayne comes into that movie. It's like at least thirty to forty-five minutes. The same way with Batman Returns, like 
it's probably a good 20, 30 minutes before we see Bruce Wayne. And, and like, it, it's still a fantastic film, but, you know, you get a lot of the Catwoman and the Penguin in it. And it, 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 some people say that that's maybe a detriment to the Batman character as a whole, that in his series, he might be the least interesting character. But I think in this movie, you get a great job of establishing Batman as a character getting his supporting cast and nothing feels like it's like crammed together. Everything gets its own time to breathe. And like, it's just a incredibly well-paced film and you get everything you need and very little what you don't. Yeah. Like people have talked about slog here and there. I've, I've heard this. This was probably one of the most comfortable three hour watches I've ever sat. Yes. Oh yeah. It did not feel long at all to me. And I'm ready to take that adventure again. Hell yeah. Oh, I I love that fucking movie. (laughs) Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening today. It's, uh, one of our favorite films, and when we implore you to go seek it out, even if you're not a Batman fan, I think that it's enough here to really get you in, into this character, even if you're not a comic book fan. It's just that strong of a regular film on its own, Absolutely. and you're, it's well worth your time, all three hours of it. Yep. So, uh, once again, thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to follow us wherever podcasts are found. That's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere else podcasts or listen to Bull, we're there. To check us out, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all those platforms. Helps us out, keeps us visible, puts in front of you listeners, and we always appreciate you when you do it. You can follow us on our socials on Twitter and Instagram, AYCH Podcast, Letterboxd, and Facebook, and all you can hear. And if you're listening to this, the week it comes out on Monday, March 7th, we release episode 253 to all you hear podcasts. We're the core four lads. We had a good time just bantering riffing and talking about a lot of different subjects it's a it's a lot of fun please go out and check that episode and on thursday march 10th we release a brand new episode of cage of greatness where we discuss 2018's mandy an important film and nicholas cage's career sort of gave him a, another release on life and it's just just a literal descent into madness and uh, both of those episodes are well worth your time. Go check those out. And lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name. Uh, I've been your boy, Shimmy. You can follow me at Captain Shimmy's Kinda Art, Captain Shimmy's Almost Music, Captain Shimmy's Toy Box. I take pictures of action figures and I draw shit and I make stupid little tunes. It's great. Like, doodly 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 doo. You can also find me at the comic strip here in Tuscaloosa. I sell comic books and comic book merchandise. It's great. It's a good time. And pretty soon, our boy Wenzel's going to be there selling some of his art. Whoa. We've already got it scheduled. It's going to be a good time. Ooh. I'm Wenzel. Thank you for listening. You can follow me on Twitter <coughs> at Wenzel. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Wednesday. Uh, you go to my link tree. I have my Goodreads and my litter box. I'm actually starting to review stuff on there, giving my thoughts on things. So go check those out. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, art. Damn good art, dude. Thank you. My name's JoJo. You can follow me on Twitter at JoNIABUI24 and JohnNunson12 on Letterbox. Night, night. I have been vengeance. You can. <laughs> I've been that cannon guy. You can find me at that cannon guy on Twitter, Instagram, Letterbox, Goodreads, and the TikTok. Oh. My name is Colt. Follow me on Twitter, Colt D00. And please do not lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Good night, everybody. Gordon Sloppy Toppy. Oh, Batman hit me again. Vengeance. Vengeance.